Oh, what did you do today, Corey? Well, you did nothing because Eva has been so itchy. She had she was yelping a little last night, like just kind of a. She was just laying there and going, hmm, hmm, which she doesn't normally do. She doesn't. She's pretty quiet. Let the motorcycle go by. I was like, well, it, that was like last night when we were having dinner. That same noise. And we were like, what is that? We thought you were having an earthquake. And you guys are like, no. motorcycle. Yeah, there's a couple assholes with loud motorcycles in the neighborhood. I bet you it's Keanu Reeves. You know, he's a co-owner of a motorcycle company. He is, but it's all, his company is all, I, I saw him talking about it. They're all expensive, high-end, and I don't think there is... Harley Davidsons are the ones that really sort of are proud of being loud and obnoxious. And you, people actually modify them to make them louder. It doesn't necessarily, it actually, I think it diminishes the performance, but it makes them louder and just like, Rrr. so I would bet it's a Harley Davidson, not nothing against entirely against Harley Davidson. I'm pretty much against them. Welcome to the Soft Pants Podcast with Molly Pruitt and Corey Fry. And there's going to be some cursing. But back to Eva. Yeah, back to Eva. So I was just up late trying to see what was wrong, what was bothering her. And Trumi's not feeling well. So we both slept in. And then I started editing, trying to finalize the podcast from three weeks ago. Got to work on my uh, workflow. Speed it up a little bit. And uh, then I walked Eva. Then it was like just little putsy things around the house and watering the plants and doing a little bit of cleaning and, you know, so it has not been a hugely productive day, but it's Saturday. I call that a piddle day. Yeah. Michael's always like, what are you doing for the last two hours? I'm piddling. I could piddle. This apartment needs a good full day of piddling. Not like, well, it probably needs a deep clean too, but I mean, just not a lot of like straightening up and putting things away. And since I've been working so much and Trumi's actually been working a lot too, we haven't done that. Everything is acceptable or we can ignore it, whatever problems there are and so forth. But there's- I get you. I'll, I'll get to some of it soon, or I'll have a day where I just kind of bust out a bunch of stuff. Some of it's stuff the landlord should be doing. Because oh. I, did I tell you this? The landlord is trying to sell the house yes, complex. You did. I know. And that's when I'm like, oh, we're going to have to make you a little RV pad up here. I don't know where we're going to put the sewage. We'll just dig a hole. Poop in that. <laughs> Nothing has happened yet. Honestly, I think that she's going to have to do a lot of work just to get it up to the point where she can sell it. Yeah. So... Yeah, because her her problem is going to be she sells it and then it's going to go through inspections and they're going to be like, oh. There, there's a lot of probably major problems because they haven't done anything to it and really haven't done anything major to it in the past since I've been here. Ten years now. I was going to say, so you've been there ten years. Eleven. How many? Is there three apartments? Uh, yes. There's the apartment next to us and then there's um, a, like a studio apartment above that. And how many, how would the other tenants, how long have they been there? I don't think the studio has been occupied for a while. I think the guy, last guy moved out of that about a year ago, and I haven't seen anybody else move in. Oh, really? Wow. So how much would that go for in LA? Probably the studio now would go for as much or more than what we're paying for this one bedroom right now. Wow. And they just can't get it filled. I I don't think she wants to. Oh, she's 80 some years old. She inherited it when her husband died and he was in his nineties. He was a tight ass landlord. I mean, you know, if we called and said, Hey, this needs to be fixed. He would generally come in and do it, but he wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to fix this out of, you know, 
our bedroom window had to literally just fall apart because of termites and rot before he replaced it. But when it happened, he had his guys and they came in and replaced it and they did a acceptable job. But he had owned it for decades, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, So he's probably owned it straight out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's just money in the bank for them. He has a, a grandson who lives a few blocks away, but is not the grandson of his current wife or the, his last wife, his the current wife. Yeah. The current the, the, wife. Well, the, she, he's dead. When he died, she sent out a letter to everybody like, these people are not to be involved in this anymore. And it was like, whoa, dude. Um, right. Cause didn't the grandson used to come over and do work? Yeah. yeah. He would contract a lot of the stuff. You know, okay. and he he served essentially as a as a property manager. Okay. He didn't get paid. He didn't. You know, it was just like I'm helping out my grandfather. Got it. Yeah. When when he died, she just kind of pushed him out. And he's like, that's you know, he's got his own things. He's got two kids. He's got uh, his own properties. And oh, so he's like, I don't need to. Do-. So the one that lives next door to you, how long have they lived there? She's been there about three years, two or three years. Oh, so not that long. No. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm a renter. I kind of know that's the way it's going to go. At some point, we got to move on. Yeah, I'm not going to no. live here till I die. I don't want to live here until I yeah. die. This no, I mean, I, yeah. Living, renting in LA right now is super tough. Just rents are really high. And we're lucky because we have a backyard and we have a washer dryer. It's a decent sized one bedroom. But, you know, Truman and I were talking and we both work from home. We're both here all the time. We'd need at least a two bedroom, if not a three bedroom. LA is wonderful. We love to come visit you. Mm-hmm. But then it, there's a certain point where you're like, when do you stay at a place where the cost of living is so high when you're working at home? I mean, I think yeah. that's what a lot of people are thinking about right now. And it is why people are moving to Santa Fe, not necessarily because the cost of living is lower, but because they can get more space. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I'm working at home anyways. I like Los Angeles, but also for the past six months, you know, it doesn't matter liking Los Angeles or not. It's, I've been quarantined. Right. So, you're not experiencing it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to the Grauman's Chinese Theater or the fine dining establishments or the world-class entertainment venues or anything. Or even just your cute little Mar Vista Farmer's Market yeah. makes the neighborhood the neighborhood. We could be quarantined anywhere. Yeah. Now, if if the business continues apace, and uh, if I pick up other clients, or if I, you know, get hired by somebody to to do work, you know, we could maybe afford it. But honestly, to afford a two bedroom apartment in LA, you've got to be making more than a hundred thousand a year. That's the figure right. that the city has released. Has said, and crazy. when I moved here in nineteen ninety three, I had a one bedroom apartment that was in Hollywood top floor, had a beautiful view of the city. And that was 525 bucks a month. Okay. I can remember my one bedroom apartment I had in 1988 when I moved out was 1988. And it was in a decent little neighborhood. So it was right by the museum, uh, the LACMA, right off of Wiltshire. And that mm-hmm. was 625 a month. So, I mean, rent has more than doubled, not quite tripled in the past 30 years. We live in Santa Fe County because we can't. I guess we could. We could have a higher mortgage, but I'm glad we don't. Yeah. I mean, we we could move to the Valley and rents mm-hmm. would be lower there. There we could. There are certainly lots of other places we could move a, in in town that would have lower rents, but we're not in a, a bougie no, neighborhood you're, either. You're in a very middle-class neighborhood. I like living in West LA. I mean, you know, if we had to move to the Valley, then it would be even less 
being in LA, being of LA. If you had to move to the Valley, I would be like, just move to like bumfuck nowhere. Thought about it. That point. No, I love your guys' neighborhood. I mean, that's why I say like we love to come there because it's we get the little cultural experience of LA. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot going on. But if you can't experience it, then you're like, oh, what's the point? Yeah. We did go to Ginger's Ice Cream the other day, though. It was you good. You did? They were open? They were open. Ginger, there was a line. what is she doing? There was a line. Everybody wore masks. Did they have like a little like window to the outside or people are going inside? People went inside, but nobody stayed inside. You picked up the ice cream and you moved on. Like how fast? How long were you inside? Just a couple minutes. They don't do, they're not giving out samples. That's always the real slowdown oh, is people saying, oh, let me try this. Oh, let me try this. Let me try that. So, what do you, so you have to just go in there and be like decisive. You have to make a decision like you do at every restaurant of what food you want without tasting it first. I think that is a good point. It's kind of like the soup Nazi. It's like, <laughs> just get, who, who came up with the sample thing? It's the curse of having too many options. If you went to a place, an ice cream parlor, and it had the best chocolate and vanilla ice creams ever, you'd go in there and you'd pick one or the other. But they've got 30, 40 flavors, 31 at least, I'm wagering. I don't know. I think if you did like a study, probably 90% of the people are going to taste a few things and still go to their like go-to. Probably. And then you've got the Tarumis and the Michaels who are like, I'm going to try the ginger lavender honey. Who the fuck wants to eat lavender? It's a flower. I, I am not much for flower flavors, but um, some people like it. I, it's like soap. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what lavender tastes like. I do. I've tasted it probably at Ginger's. It was like soap. So there you go. Soap flavored ice cream. Oh. It's going to be the next big thing. Yeah. But uh, you're complaining about the taste of flowers. And mind you, you're buying out Target's entire supply of hibiscus flavored uh, La Croix. I know. And that's just, hibiscus is something else. I have a love for hibiscus. Above all other flower flavors. Yeah. I have I a little bit of an obsession. There's a, another restaurant in town and they do this lovely, it's a hibiscus tea with lemonade with sparkling water. It's the best. I used to really like chrysanthemum tea until I discovered that the chrysanthemum tea that I really like was pretty much just sugar water. And when you have chrysanthemum tea without the sugar, it's a lot less spectacular. Yeah. It's probably kind of like chamomile. Yeah. Rose water. I do not like lavender. Mm. (laughs) How is that for your sound? You're going to be like, no, that's great. (laughs) That's going to go in every podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the South Pants podcast. Have you have you been following Nicole Byers since you know that I love her so? Um, not any more so than I did before, which is to say no. I think if I could just get maybe Tarumi to start like showing up where she goes and roller skates in Venice, I think Tarumi could be my in. Tarumi, Tarumi does like to, to rollerblade. She used to do it a lot. She hasn't done it in years, though, but I think we still have her rollerblades around, so I'll suggest it. Yeah, you need to get out to Venice, look for Nicole Byers, somehow befriend her, and the next time I come out, we can all have a drink. With your good buddy, Nicole. Yeah. All right. I'll see if that can happen. And the thing is, you know, she's come out with this new book. Mm -hmm. I still haven't gotten it. What? 
Molly, you can't be stalking her and be obsessed about her if you haven't bought her book. Come on, these are fundamentals. Because, you know, I only buy books on Kindle. And so I'm like, I really need to buy like the book book. It's collections of pictures from her Instagram, I think, isn't it? I don't have the book. How would I know? You could read the blurb. You know, I have a birthday coming up. Maybe somebody would buy it for me. Is that a hint for me or is that just going out to our wide audience? If you're not careful with with as many people who are listening to this podcast, you're going to get 10 copies of that book. That would be fine. I'd give some away for like presents. Uh, And then maybe Nicole Byers would be like, who is that Molly? There's going to be a spike in sales from Amazon. I know. All going to you. How is your little baby doing, by the way? Talking about birthday presents. My little baby? Yeah, your little... Oh, the child. The The, child. Sorry, the the child. How's the child doing? The child. For those of you who don't know, although I'm going to put a picture of it in the notes now that it's been brought up. Yay! I was given a gift of a Chia Pet for a day that would correspond with my birthday, but was not my birthday because my birthday was postponed. And uh, yeah, it's a Chia Pet (laughs) of the child from the Mandalorian, the baby Yoda, which is not Yoda, but. I thought it was the perfect present when I saw it. I was so excited because I don't, I hate, don't hate buying birthday presents. I never know what to get people. And I thought it was a perfect present because I, I always think of you as liking Star Wars and Star Trek. And then you said, I haven't seen the Mandalorian. And I was like, what do you mean you haven't seen it? We, we watched the first two episodes and we were both kind of like, eh, it's fine, but it's not great. Understand but that. since since you got us the gift, we went back and we did watch them, and it really turned out very good. It's a great series. It really is. And I tend to be a Star Trek person, if you're going to split the two. Okay. But I was really enthralled with the whole series. I watched the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it really, it just took a while to build. Yes, Corey. It's not just like, you know, snap, 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 snap. Well, but it wasn't just snap, snap, snap. My problem was... You follow a character because they want something. They have a motivation. They have a desire for something. And we really don't know what that is for the Mandalorian until a couple episodes in. You know, you know, he wants to be a a mercenary, but he doesn't want to be a mercenary. He just wants to do a a job. It was just a very, I got to do this. And now I got to do this. And getting the child was one of those, I got to do this sort of things. Which to me made it more fascinating because he was not like... As cute as the child was, he was just like, eh, it's just a little thing in an egg. I think once once we got to three or four episodes in, you got to learn a little bit about the Mandalorian and got to know what he wanted, what his motivations were, and, and that he was on a journey to do something. Then it got better. I mean, it's, it's just kind yeah. of a basic storytelling, movie-making thing is your main character has to really want something, want to do something. So it got better. If I'd probably watched one more episode... Earlier on, I would have gotten caught up with it. You would have been caught. You would have been like, okay. Anyways, I'm glad your Chia Pet child is doing well. He is. I, I love the photos. Um, I hear that um, Tarumi may be thinning his little forest. I told her not. She wanted to chop it down. I said, do not chop it down. Just thin it. I don't think it's quite thick enough that it needs to be thinned quite yet. I think I've learned lessons. I think the next time around, it'll be that much better. 
think we laid the chia seeds on in some parts a little thick and which actually was counterproductive. So it inhibited the growth of a lot of chia seeds. Like anything else, you just get, you just get better over time. Gets better over time. And you've got something to look at and something to pet. And I imagine most of the listeners are going, how did you screw up a chia pet? But it's, 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 it's legit. Okay, so the other Chia pet I sent out, because I was so inspired by sending you that, I just kept going on the Chia pet thing, was to my, I was about to say our little niece, but you're not my brother, you're my cousin. (laughs) My little niece, who's not so little, she's, I think, 12. um, I sent her a unicorn Chia pet. Oh. And I wasn't sure. I was like, this may be something she's, Liking, not the Chia Pet. I thought that was a sure thing. It was the unicorn. I was like, eh, is she going to like the unicorn? Is she not going to like the unicorn? And, and I guess she liked it, but I have yet to see a picture hmm. of it. So I think tomorrow I'm going to be calling somebody and expecting a report. I got a Snapchat notification. It said 4.34 a.m., no way. I didn't get that uh, one. <laughs> Wait, 4.34 a.m.? That's what... But that's different timeline. So, like, that was probably your time, not their it's time. still at 7.30. No, it's not. It's, like, four hours ahead. They're three hours ahead. 30, 8.30. 8.30. That's perfectly appropriate. It's 7.30. New York is three hours ahead, I think. Because you're one hour ahead. There's four time zones. So the time zone next to us is one hour ahead. Central time zone is two hours ahead. Eastern time zone is three hours ahead. Really? I see. I hear four time zones and I just go four hours. It's it's very sophisticated math. (laughs) Oh, so okay. So continuing on birthday presents. Yes. Because I have admitted I'm a terrible giver of birthday presents. I only give birthday presents when I can find something that really I feel resonates with a person. So I told you I was in Target buying cases and cases of hibiscus liqueur. Okay. And I walked past the toy department because you know whose birthday, third birthday is coming up. Little baby Omar. Baby Omar. The biggest little baby in the world. And you as a proud grandma are ready to shower him with gifts. Oh my God. They had a self-driving backhoe. Oh my. With toy boulders, little boulders. And so you're trying to inspire Omar to follow in his grandmother's footsteps? Yeah, whatever. Well, Sophia now has her backyard all set up so he can play back Mm -hmm. there. I was just like, holy moly, I need to buy this here and now. It was $399. So at that point, I knew it had to be like, not, I didn't have to get quite permission from Michael, Mm -hmm. but since it would be a present from the both of us, I had to like get a little input from the cheapest man in the world. Mm -hmm. And we were in Home Depot two hours later. So I thought this is a good place to present it. You know, he's like all into the like, okay, we're DIYing Mm -hmm. and we're, and I was like, I told him, I kind of went through the whole thing. I just told you. And I, you know, said the toy boulders. Okay. And of course he went right to, that sounds expensive. (laughs) 
It, it does, yeah. Have you shopped around, looked at any other places to see uh, if there's a better price? If No, I know I did, but I was like, it's $399, Michael. And he was just like, Grandma, you need to shut this down. Says the man who's buying a 20-foot container. I think I, that would have been a really good point for me to bring that up. Mm-hmm. For what? For all of his toys. Kind of. Well, and to make room for your toys, in a sense. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. So this is a drop in the bucket. That's a big drop. It's a big drop. I'm sure he'll get $400 worth of enjoyment out of it until he grows out of it or breaks it. Break it first. Possibly. Yeah. Although one would hope that toy backhoe for $400 would be substantial and durable, but. No, it's all plastic. Not a Tonka truck. It kind of does look like a, a Tonka truck. But not made out of steel. Oh, were Tonka trucks out of steel? Yeah, that was that was part of the original. Well, the, the original, the early ones, the ones I grew up with, they were heavy duty. They were made out of metal. Really? Yeah. I think later on they okay. they were made out of plastic. But The ones Sophia had was all plastic, but probably when we were kids, they were all metal. Yeah. Sophia was really into trucks and large Legos. Those are her two things. Apparently, Ikea has now allied with Lego. What are they allying with? You have Ikea-branded Legos. I don't know. I'll do more research on them. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we will cut this off. <laughs> You're cutting me off? I'm cutting you off. All right. All right. Are you going to do our, our, our intro or outtake? Yeah, I'll just drop that in. I've got it already. Oh, you just drop it in. You're yeah. not like, it's Soft Pants Podcast. I, I don't do that live, no. I record those separately. This is why we're semi-professional. The semi being not getting paid. Yeah, that would be the big semi. Thanks for listening to the Soft Pants Podcast with Molly Pruitt and Corey Fry. Our original music is written and performed by Mark and the Nephew. Logo by the niece. We'll set up the Patreon and you're going to set up Cafe Press site soon, right? So we can sell merch. I, I don't even know what that is. So, well, there's a lot of, they're, they're called print-on-demand services. And basically you say, I want to sell these things with these images on them. And people order them. And then they print it up and send it out. So it's oh, so t-shirts, like hats, podcast t-shirts, masks, masks. Sure. Like, cause you know, again, um, Nicole Byers has her own mask. Yeah. And the, the nice thing about it is there's a, like a small setup charge and then there's Eva again. Um, there's a small setup charge and then there's, you only pay for what gets ordered because you're not printing up a hundred of them and shipping right, them out as needed. Yeah. So we could have soft pants branded soft pants. Wow, that is that's big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing. So look up print on demand services. Okay. You can work on that and start earning us some money. I'm right on it. All right. That's how we're gonna make our retirement fund. Yeah. Well. Isn't that really what this comes down to? Uh eventually, I suppose. <laughs> Are we still living paycheck to paycheck? Not quite, but... Um, um, retirement. Yeah. Well, we start building up now. By the time we're ready to retire, we'll have this as, as income. Okay. Got it. In 15 years. And then I can buy the $399 backhoe. For your then 18-year-old grandson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, good plan. This is this I is coming love, together. Gonna love me most. <laughs> How could he not? <laughs>